It's Wednesday, March 17th, and this is the Dutch News Election Day special. I'm Paul Peters, and with me is Gordon Derek, Dutch News Contributing Editor. Today, the Netherlands elected all members of parliament. In total, 1,579 people were in the running, but only 150 of them will end up in one of those blue seats in the Tweede Kamer. Yeah, we uh, we just uh, had the exit polls uh, released. Yeah, we did. And I have to say, I mean, given it's been such a, a very sterile and dull campaign, the exit poll was a, a bit of a shocker, I think I've got to say. Um, I, I thought so too, yeah. Yeah, took us uh, by quite a surprise. We will talk about that more uh, later in, the, in this special episode, but uh, first we will uh, run you through the day, what happened, and uh, uh, Gordon, how did you spend your day? Yeah, I spent my day basically uh, at home. I've been uh, following the election uh, for Dutch news, uh, had to nip out uh, for, for a few kind of family duty things, but uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, that, that's been it. And obviously I haven't been able to go out and vote because I, I'm not Dutch citizenship, but uh, nope. you have been out to vote. I have been out to uh to vote and I received my uh, my red pencil. I'm very happy with that. Yes, you 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 kept your pencil, did you? This is the thing. You did you get to keep your pencil? Yeah, yeah, I did keep, uh, get to keep my pencil. They uh, they handed it to me and they didn't ask it back. They didn't even give you an opportunity to hand it back. Sometimes they oh. did. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I uh, I I I was uh, obliged to take my red pencil home. Yes. And I'm very so happy with it. This varied among municipalities, didn't it? Some places uh, gave you the option of, to, of taking a pencil with you and some ordered you to hand it back in. I saw Liliana Plumen, who voted in Amsterdam, uh, was, was presented with a you know, uh, what you usually get. It was like a plastic Tupperware box that you have to chuck your pencil back into. <laughs> it was almost as if they were asking for donations, like in the church, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, I know. Yeah, a yeah. little basket on a stick. Have you put your pencil up for sale on Mattplatz as well? That's the other thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna keep it. I think yeah. I will. Uh, I will vote with it for the rest of my life. As a souvenir. And I will. Um, I will give it to my children uh, uh, when I die, and they can uh, they can vote with it as long as it's still, uh, you know, usable. So uh, that's my plan. Good. And also, um, I saw a lot of um, sad faces on on Twitter uh, because uh, a lot of people, um, uh, yeah, everyone expected that they were allowed to keep their their pencil, but yeah, sometimes you, you had to give it back, and a lot of people were very disappointed by that, and I fully understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's especially I suppose um, if you're a favorite data supporter, you'd have hoped to be able to offset your pencil against your tax return somehow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course because of uh, c- corona, uh, yeah, and of course because of coronavirus, uh, the action, the election was completely different uh, from usual, wasn't it? It was completely different, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. To start with, on Monday and Tuesday, uh, around 20% of the polling stations were open, so people could vote early. This was uh, specifically meant for people who are, uh, you know, among the vulnerable groups of society who uh, who are likely to to uh, who are in danger of uh, of c- catching coronavirus. But uh, yeah, anyone could make use of it, and. Uh, uh, apparently, 21% of the electorate made use of this, uh, and and what was also, uh, but what was di- uh, similar to last time was uh, the turnout, because uh, apparently 81% of voters uh, came out to vote, and that is um, um, uh, only one percent point less than last time. 82% yeah. voted in 2017. Yeah, and that's kind of a surprise because a lot of people expected turnout to be lower because people maybe didn't want to go to the polling station because they were worried about being infected. But it doesn't seem to have had an effect. And maybe that shows that the Dutch got it right on um, on organizing their, their, their postal voting. 
Yeah, a lot of people were. Uh, yeah, does this include the postal votes? Do you know that? I think I think it's there's a total turnout. Yes, because they've been measuring turnout over the course of the day, and they said all the right through uh, the kind of they did interim measurements, and they said right through that uh, a proportion of the electorate had already voted early, so either um, by voting on Monday or Tuesday, or hmm. by sending in a postal ballot. So no, that's a total turnout, eighty-one percent. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. then, then um, uh, the coronavirus had no effect on turnout, so that's uh, that's very good, and yeah, uh, yeah around twenty percent of uh, of the voters. Uh, made use of these yeah. uh, these special uh, special opportunities. Yeah, do we think the turnout was boosted because people thought they were getting a free red pencil? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely know this for sure because give a Dutch man a, a free yeah. some a free item and they will they will get it, uh, yeah. whether yeah. they want it yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, gratis is not all for word is a phrase my my mother-in-law likes to say. Exactly, gratis yeah. is the magic word. So, and the pencils were, of course, as ever, red. When they, that's yeah. a very important uh, point. Unless you voted by mail from abroad, then you're allowed to use any color you wanted. But I, I have very strong opinions about this. I, I feel like if I were was counting votes, then I would probably have um, deemed votes that were not in red uh, invalid. Yeah. So it's a good thing they didn't allow me to vote to to count the votes. Exactly. Yes. So you disqualified yourself. Yeah. Um And uh, and probably also Thierry Baudet would have tweeted about you as well. So you wouldn't <laughs> exactly. have wanted that. You would, you would uh, release yeah. my personal uh, information. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Because he's been sending a lot of tweets about uh, alleging that various uh, vote counters have been uh, uh, promising or threatening to destroy FVD votes, which turns out to have often been um, made up tweets. So. Uh, anyway. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but no, it was... you, they, they checked out one. I think uh, one of the ones that uh, Baudet oh, wow. tweeted, and it wasn't a real vote counter. And they also, yeah. um, uh, the, the, I think there was one real one. And uh, but you know, this is a joke, and you can you should be allowed to make yeah. jokes in in a in a private conversation. So um, mm. right, because that's what Cherubo yeah. always says when his uh, yes. his members uh, joke about um, anti-Semitism and racism. So yeah, I don't see mm -hmm. any problems there. No, indeed. But there's also been op-ed, of course, about uh, the postal voting that hasn't gone quite as smoothly as the early voting. No, exactly. The postal yeah. voting was one of the uh, yeah special opportunities that were were given to 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 the over seventies uh, because you know they are uh, among the most vulnerable uh, people to catch coronavirus. So um, yeah, the if anyone who was over seventy was allowed to to mail in their votes. But uh, yeah, this led to a lot of problems because uh, if election officials reported on Tuesday that up to eight percent of postal votes were declared invalid, and usually this is around zero uh, point two percent of the votes uh, so there was a big increase people were supposed to put the ballot in a special envelope and then place that one plus their voting card in a second envelope um, and this is necessary to ensure secret voting but thousands have placed both cards in the same envelope and technically that means that their votes were invalid but interior minister mm. kasha alongen has responded to this uh, yeah enormous percentage of invalid votes and uh, she has changed the procedure to allow previously invalid votes to be counted after all but this mm. gives of course munition to that um, MP we just mentioned Thierry Boutin yes who, indeed uh, yes yeah because of course uh, he, yeah, he, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes of course because because he he will seize any opportunity to accuse uh, uh, people especially Kaiser Longchen of uh, interfering with democracy 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he is, uh, of course, um, uh, has been looking to Donald Trump and he has been using every trick he, he uh, uh, Donald Trump has used mm. in the past election and he has applied it to this election. Um, so yeah, w- when when um, uh, Kasia Lungen announced postal votes were allowed, I already suspected that he would come up with uh, with the same uh, strategy as Donald Trump did but um uh, you know changing the rules while the game is play is played is uh, is only um uh, yeah giving him more munition i think so um yeah yeah um, it's, uh, yeah i'm sure we'll come up with that i mean he's been getting his retaliation in first on this already he's been saying right through the campaign even before uh, long before the, uh, the, the 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 campaign began that uh, the, the 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 votes couldn't be trusted and that uh, you know votes would be destroyed and he's been publishing fake polls which suggests that FAD is yeah. really on 15 20 seats or whatever so yeah yeah well whatever happened he was going to claim that the election had been rigged exactly um, yeah, but uh, uh, one other person that we feature a lot uh, in the OPF of the week slot uh, has had a really bad day today, hasn't he? A terrible day. I don't think he could have possibly had an, a, uh, it's a, a day you a don't worse want day. To, I mean, there, there are many days you wouldn't want to be Huko de Jonga, but this, no. I think, is possibly uh, the, the, the pinnacle of, uh, of that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Health Minister Hugo de Jonge wanted to vote in Rotterdam, where he lives, but in a drive... Was it a drive through um, It was a drive through yeah, yes. Yeah, it was a drive through uh, a polling station, which I uh, really want to, uh, to, to experience once. Mm. Um, but he was sent away because he didn't bring a valid passport. Um, you have to know that people are allowed to vote in the Netherlands with ideas that are expired up to five years. Mm. Uh, I, I think we are the only country in the world where you're allowed to uh, to uh, to use an expired uh, ID. Well, but I don't know. The, if, if you vote in the UK, you don't need to take any ID at all. You just have to take your polling card. Oh, that's really? It. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it. Do you have to register as well? Or you have, to be, you have to be registered. You have to be a registered voter. Yes, you have to be on the electoral uh, register. Ah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hugo de Jonge's passport was partly destroyed, and that was not allowed. You know, when mm. whenever you renew your passport, they punch these huge holes in it yeah. to, uh, uh, so that you cannot use it anymore. And he 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 tried to use that one to ID himself. So that was very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah he had to drive home to get a valid ID. But also, people noticed that he was driving without a driver's license because yes. he wasn't carrying it with him. Otherwise, he could have used that one to uh, to identify himself mm. uh, and to make matters even worse uh, the younger received a notification from the corona app uh, apparently there are people who are still <laughs> yeah. using it and it is Hugo so. de Jonge uh, that he had uh, been in the presence of someone who was recently tested positive with uh. coronavirus so now he needs to self-quarantine mm. and have himself tested so yeah not a good day for Hugo de Jonge and that is even before any of the votes were counted and yeah let's be honest if you look at the exit polls then uh, yeah his day had become even worse mm. than it already was do we know if he got the Corona app notification? Um, so, do we know if he got the Corona app notification before um, he he went out to vote the first or the second time? Uh, he he said on Twitter that he got it after he had voted. But uh, I I given how bad his day already was, I assumed that he got the notification while he was driving home to get a a valid idea. Yeah, so really bad day to be uh, to be Hugo basically. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's time we uh, actually t- took a look at the exit poll because um, as we said uh, at the beginning, it was uh, unexpectedly dramatic. Uh, yeah, uh, we started recording at 9 p.m. Um, that was the time polling stations closed and NOS came out with an exit poll. Uh, usually they are quite accurate, but because of the special circumstances we are in, 
the global pandemic, um, this is uh, uh, this has changed. Usually the margin of error is uh, one seat, so one seat up or one seat down. But this time it's two seats up or two seats down. So uh, yeah, the margin of error or margin of error uh, has doubled, uh, and it's also uh, unclear. And it's also they said it's the first exit poll. So apparently they're going to update it later tonight. And I also yeah, think what they're going to do new. is they're going to have a second. The, the second exit poll is going to be at nine forty-five because obviously. Because they released the one on the dot of nine o'clock, so um, they couldn't include people who'd voted right at the end, uh, about in about the last half hour. So they ah, exactly. they carried on polling, and then they're just going to update the poll, basically fine tune it with those uh, people from the last uh, thirty minutes, and it's not expected to make much much of a difference. Then we then we will just continue with the uh, with the first exit poll. Um, yeah, so as you said, quite dramatic. Um, uh, Mark Rutte uh, won. As expected, the mm. uh, the election uh, with uh, 35 seats. Again, remember he can get two seats up or two seats down. Uh, yeah. That is uh, that is as expected. Um, yeah, and it is two more. Is, yeah, it is two more than he had last time as well. Yeah, so he uh, he has an increase uh, of seats. If you compare it to. Uh, what what is it? Just six weeks ago, he was pulled to get forty seats. So mm. uh, I think the VVD is very happy that the election was uh, today and not uh, yeah. not two weeks after after now. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to uh, to the PVV, the second largest party currently in the Tweede Kamer. It has twenty seats and it is mm. pulled to get. Uh, or the exit poll says that it will get seventeen seats. So uh, yeah, they are going down. Yeah, uh, which uh, which is uh, yeah the. The the piling wise, the poll of polls uh, pulled them at around 19, so they uh, they they went down uh, slightly more than expected. Yeah, um, and that's that's been typical of Wilders in recent elections, hasn't it? His his vote has fallen off in the last uh, towards the end of the campaign. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. usually that usually happens. He's pulled mm. quite uh high um um in between elections yeah um but when when people apparently are in the voting booth or um uh, or they don't or they decide not to go vote at all or when they stand in a voting booth they decide to to vote for a party that will be uh, taking part in a coalition yeah. for example say, so it's almost like they they remember that they're actually choosing a government so next we got the uh, the cdr who uh, they're on 19 votes last time and uh, yeah they've um, suffered quite a dip yeah a yeah. dramatic dip i have to mm. admit uh, they uh, they are currently now uh, pulled to get uh, 14 seats so that is a drop of five seats, and uh, yeah, that is uh, that is a huge change with uh, with what, what we all thought they would get uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, remember, Hugo de Jong was first elected to lead the party. He uh, decided not to do it after all because mm. he couldn't combine it with his uh, work as a health minister. And yeah. then uh, Bobke Hoekstra, who was uh, the party favorite uh, in the first place, but he, who decided not to run uh, for the leadership, was uh, invited to take it over, and he did. And a lot of people expect that that would uh, really um, uh, 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 yeah give the CDA a boost in the polls but uh, his campaign uh, he wasn't doing very well in the campaign and uh, yeah that uh, we see that back in in this result I think yeah I definitely think so and he he has had a terrible campaign hookstra and uh, partly it's because I think he's he's come across as uh, unconvincing and he's not he's not a good debater that's quite clear but he's also come under attack I think uh, part the other parties uh, the opposition parties especially haven't really attacked Rutter because this 
sort of thought he's too far ahead. But they've really gone for Hoekstra, I think, uh, more than anybody. Uh, on things like uh, uh, whether or not the CDA was going to raise a minimum wage, and he's clearly suffered from that. He wasn't able to bring the debate round to his, his agenda at any time. He was constantly on the defensive. No, and also, um, remember, you can decide to attack Mark Rutte, but... Uh, he's almost undamageable, right? He mm. uh, uh, he's so popular, and he he can beat you in debates very easily. And um, uh, Rob Kuhuksa turned out to be a sitting duck. He wasn't very he wasn't very good at debates. So yeah, then yeah. then you can just um, try to attack him, and you will you will win. So uh, I think a lot of parties decided to do that. And uh, yeah, we, we see that back in the, in, in in this exit poll that yeah. uh, that that CDR lost the election basically. Yeah, definitely. And that brings us on to Deus Esther, um, yeah. which I, mean, I don't know about you, but I had a sharp intake of breath when I saw the uh, the, the, the projected result for Deus Esther because it was way beyond, I think, anyone's uh, predictions. Uh, definitely mine. Um, when uh, Sigrid Kaag was, uh, remember with which percentage she was voted uh, for the leadership? Do you remember that? Was it ninety four percent or something? I th- even more. I think it was ninety seven percent. It was. It was an overwhelming victory that reminded you of of one of these East Bloc countries before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, um, it was a Stalinist result. Exactly. Yeah, and w- when when she was elected, I thought. I didn't expect her to do uh, to do it very well. I thought uh, she's not um, able to connect with voters. I thought, but whenever the first debate was there, she she did very well. She was very convincing, and uh, she managed to uh, to to perform very well in all the other debates. And a lot of people switched side. I think both from the CDA to Deze Sester as well as from VVD to Deze Sester. And uh, d- did we already mention how many seats she uh, she's projected to get? Uh, no, I we haven't. Think so, right? No, no they, they currently have 19 seats, uh, yeah. uh, like the CDA, and they're currently projected to get 27 seats. So that yeah. is an increase of eight uh, seats. Yeah, that is... Yeah, uh, and, that, uh, yeah and that's that's the best ever performance by Dezins and Zestig if, it, uh, if it's borne out in the actual yeah. result. So yeah. that's, that's quite an achievement. I have to say, and also the other thing is that Kach didn't, re- although she was performing well in debates, she didn't really see it reflected in the polls until the last four or five days of campaigning. Um, it was only, I think, three days ago that you saw that she went past the CDR in the um, in the poll of polls, and it looked as if she might just edge past Wilders. But this projection suggests she'll get ten more seats than uh, Wilders. Yep. So you kind of think, I mean, if she, if the Karch effect had kicked in a week earlier, um, we might have seen something even more dramatic. Uh, I think in this event, you think back to Diedrich Samson in 2012, yep. a candidate who makes a really good start to the election campaign can can, can make serious inroads. And she would have become a uh, a a, uh, a real um, competitor of Mark Rutte, and that yeah. would always bring in more votes from other parties if there is a yeah. duel in the uh, in the election uh, campaign. I think so. I, I almost I wonder if she now she, if she regrets uh, the fact that she didn't have many head-to-head debates with Rutte during the campaign. I seem to remember. I'm very sure she uh, she regrets this now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Even though 27 is a very very it good is. result for Deza's sister and for any party uh, uh, in this uh, in this political climate. Do you remember how many seats she was projected to get by the Pilingwijzer, which was updated yesterday? I think that was uh, was it seven, was it 17 or 18? 
18. Yeah. 18 seats, so, yeah. Uh, 17 so to 19, I think, was the margin. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So eight yeah. more seats than uh, than the poll suggested. Yeah. So we we'll have to see if that's uh, borne out by the results. And that brings us on to... I have to say, I wrote a blog on this earlier today, and I thought that the shift to Days of Zestic was mainly coming from the Feifei Day. When you look, the Feifei Day have held up quite well, and I think actually Days of Zestic have, have taken more results off the left. Because when you look at the next three parties... Oh, yeah. The, the collapse for the left vote, for the left-wing parties... Has, is, is, is also quite quite dramatic. You might be right, yeah. Um, yeah. The next party is GroenLinks. It had 14 seats in 2017. That was, um, I think, also a record number of seats for GroenLinks back then. Uh, Jesse Klaver was uh, doing very well in the campaign. He was very popular, especially among young people. Yeah, this um, is the last campaign, right? 2017. Did very 2017, well. yeah. I, I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, he performed in these, well, stadiums, that's uh, concert halls, I think. Uh, he he, he uh, managed to get thousands of thousands of people in these, uh, in these venues. He was very popular. It was almost an Obama-esque atmosphere at his rallies. Yeah. Um, he couldn't do the same thing again in, in 2021 because of the pandemic. And um, he went down from 14 seats to eight in yeah. the exit poll. Yeah, I think there's no doubt at all that he suffered from the fact they didn't have those yeah, the, 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 those rallies, as you say, that, that that strong personal presence and his ability to just address a, an audience, which really seems... Well, it worked for him in 2017. In TV debates, he just wasn't as, uh, as impressive, anything like. No, and what I also think, I think a lot of his voters went to Day 60 because they... Mm. They didn't see Jesse Klaver as prime minister material, and Sigrid Kaag, um, I think she grew in that in that role during the campaign. And I think a lot of people who would uh, vote for GroenLinks, uh, who voted for GroenLinks in 2017, now thought um, perhaps I should vote for Kaag, but because perhaps she can become prime minister. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so GroenLinks eight seats, um, and then uh, the, the 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 other two left parties, the SP and the PFDA, uh, they haven't done very well either. No, uh, SP had fourteen seats in in twenty seventeen. That was already a loss. Uh, and now they only project uh, they're now only projected to get eight seats, which mm. is uh, yeah they're down six seats. Um, also, I don't understand that if you are a left wing person uh, and you look at the SP and how they have been doing in the past um, uh, uh, years I don't I don't understand why why they should be punished by by the electorate yeah um, Renske Leiter did such a tremendous job in the child benefit scandal for example her performance alone should be enough to 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 regain these 14 seats in my opinion yeah. but apparently the voters um, uh, don't think uh, 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 disagree with me and I I have to admit I don't I just don't understand this no, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm surprised, I have to say, that it doesn't seem to have brought them any credit at all as a party. And yet it does, I think possibly the uh, trial benefit scandal did have an impact on the Labour Party vote because they were due to, they were projected through the campaign to pick up three, maybe even four or five seats. And in the end, um, well, they started on nine. Where are they now, Paul? At nine? Yeah. Do you remember how many seats they had in uh, 2017? Yeah. They're, uh, they're before 2017? Yeah, they're 38, I think. 38, so, yeah. yeah. And when I looked at the uh, poll of polls yesterday, I thought, well, they're projected to to get what was it, uh, twelve seats. Mm. I mean, that's that's uh, that's an increase from nine. Um, still, it's nothing compared to what they used to have, but at least it is it is an increase. And now they they are stable at nine seats. It's almost as yeah. if um, this this could almost mean the end of the PVDR, I think. 
it kind of does because I mean, when they got nine seats last time, that was seen as absolutely catastrophic, and you thought they couldn't possibly do as badly again at the next election. I mean, yeah. they just had to improve. Um, there was only yeah, one way, they, they and that was still. that was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, so. If, we, if, we, if we rattle through the kind of the the, the mid order parties, obviously next we come to the the Kristinuni. They they were the fourth party in the coalition. Um, they had five seats uh, in the last election and are now down to four. And also the, the projection suggests that possibly um, this time around, the other three parties that were in that coalition, the Fefe Day, the CDA and the Days of Zestuch, they could, they could form a coalition on their own. Yeah, based on these election results, they, they have a majority of 76. Of course, that's not a comfortable majority. Yeah. That's the smallest possible majority. But potentially they can just form a coalition with these three parties and I think it is preferable to only have a coalition with three parties than with four, even though that could mean, uh, despite it only is uh, the smallest possible majority, I think. So this is a very tempting um, uh, tempting solution for this uh, party. It would definitely ease the, the, the formation process very much if you only have to deal with three parties that... Um, uh, are, are close together, right? Uh, um, yeah. um, ideologi- ideologically, the Christianuni uh, joined uh, last time uh, quite late in the process because they needed this majority. Mm-hmm. It uh, it resulted in a lot of friction between, uh, especially Deza's sister and the Christian Union because uh, they um, just differ too much on, on, for example, medical ethical issues. Um, in the end, they managed to 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 find an agreement, but. I, I think both Deza Sester and Christianini were never happy to be um, uh, 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 tied together in this uh, in this uh, f- uh, coalition. Um, so yeah, I think Deza Sester would be very happy to to lose Christ, uh, Christianini in this in a new uh, in a new coalition. Yeah, and of course, also um, now that Deza Sester are, are potentially so much stronger, I think that makes it harder for the Christianini to join the coalition. You know, Definitely, the balance of power yeah. shifted. Deza Sester will have more ministers. They'll have more seats at the cabinet table, and I think that will make the CU feel more squeezed out than they were last time. Yeah, and more yeah. more more leverage in the negotiations, of course. And also interesting, uh, Kristinuni was until three or four weeks ago uh, the only coalition party uh, apart from the VVD to uh, who pulled more seats than they than they had in 2017, and now yeah. um, uh, apparently. This didn't happen after all, and they got less seats than uh, than they had before. Yeah, I have to say, I, I I find it hard to believe that they'll lose a seat because they're so stable. They've won five or six seats, I think, at about the last eight elections or something like that. It's uh, yeah. so I, I would not be surprised at all if they if they got at least five this time. For, for mm. Four seems un- unlikely. I have to say. And then we come through to the sort of swathes like mid-order parties that have been in Parliament and have shifted around a bit. So we have uh, the Animal Rights Party uh, going from five to six. We have 50 plus going from four to one. Uh, the SKP, very, very steady. The Bible Belt Party is still on three. And Denk have lost a seat there on two. The, and then the, we have SGP, the SGP is the oldest party political party in the Tweede Kamer and yeah. they ever since their their formation I believe it was 1909 or something they had two or three seats so they are the most stable party ever <laughs> imaginable I think yeah and uh, Thierry Baudet's road trip um, seems to have yeah. uh, done quite well for Forum for Democracy because they predicted to get, take seven seats this time yeah, which yeah. is uh, more than I expected definitely yes I think more than anyone expected and then finally we have 
four new parties joining us. So uh, yeah, uh, pick some of the, and that, yeah pick some of those out, Paul, and then tell us uh, the grand total of how many parties will be in Parliament if this exit poll is correct. There are four more parties projected to win a seat, and that would bring the total number of political parties in the Tweede Kamer to seventeen, which is mm. again a record number. And uh, I. I'm not looking forward to have 17 parties <laughs> in the Tweede Kamer because it's already a mess. Debates take so long because every faction, every political party has uh, the right to, to debate. Yeah. And this would only make uh, matters even worse. But I have to admit, I am uh, happy for uh, Silvana Simons uh, of Bijeen, uh, who is now, I think she is in, uh, uh, in the City Council of Amsterdam, right? Yes. Yes. With two seats or something, they finally managed to win a seat. Last time they uh, they they didn't. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to her presence. I think she would definitely spice things up in the Tweede Kamer. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I think I think I'm right in saying as well the first black uh, party leader uh, in in the Dutch yep. Parliament as well. So that's a breakthrough. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then the next uh, newcomer is Ja 21. That party was formed by these dissidents who left Forum for Democracy in November when uh, you had the uh, Nazi WhatsApp messages uh, <laughs> scandal, um, which when that happened, we all thought this meant the, collab- meant the collapse of, uh, of Forum for Democracy, especially because at one point, Thierry Baudet said that he resigned as party leader, but yeah. then he uh, returned and uh, like herpes, and now he's, uh, he's back with seven seats in the Tweede Kamer, unfortunately. Uh, as we are speaking, by the way, the results of uh, Schiermonnik Oog are in, which is the oh. first, uh, which are the first results. So that, uh, that would, um, uh, that would uh, make Schiermonnik Oog, the tiny water island, to to be the winner of the uh, of the first election result yeah. well, uh, race that we always have yeah. um, after these sort of elections. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and Vlieland is in as well. Uh, okay. So yes, yeah, so Schimmelko <laughs> just just uh, won the Battle of the Islands. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Well into them. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, in Twintig uh, is led by Joost Edmans, who I think takes over now from uh, uh, Henk Kroll as a person who's been in the most political parties in, in the parliament. So well into him. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, 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 indeed. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, he's one of these people, very opportunistic <laughs> politicians who uh, yeah. hops from one party to another whenever he sees an opportunity to win a seat. So um, yeah, uh, I'm happy for him that he managed, uh, managed to do that. Um, and then we have Volt, the pro-European party. They're going to take four seats, apparently, which is uh, yeah, a, a remarkable result, uh, especially as they're kind of uh, like a junior Desesestig, really. So that's effectively, um, you know, you think if they hadn't been standing, maybe a Kach would have done even better. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone who voted for Volt was potentially a Desesestig voter. Um, uh, if I um, uh, asked around here in Delft among students, uh, many of them voted for Volt. Uh, and previously voted for Deze's assessor. So, uh, yeah, definitely, if Volt didn't exist, then uh, Kaag would have done even better. Mm. Um, I, I always explain Volt to, uh, as uh, just Deze's assessor, but without the blood on their hands. But, um, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Volt, four seats, remarkable result. Surprising, yeah. I think, until two or three weeks ago, I never heard of them. So, um, yeah, um, impressive, definitely. Yeah, and finally, chugging last uh, on their tractors is the uh, Boere <laughs> uh, Beweging, or the Farmers' Citizens' Movement. So, uh, what do you yeah. know about them? Will, will they be Will they be knocking down the tour, the the doors of the Trader Karma with, the, with the, on a tractor <laughs> on, on day one? Yeah, the uh, remember when we had the stickstuff um, uh, uh, protests. 
Mm. Uh, when was it? Twenty uh, nineteen. Yeah, it starts in twenty nineteen. They're still going into early twenty twenty until the pandemic uh, kicked in. Ah, right. Mm. Yeah, we had these angry farmers who, uh, um, yeah, were angry and who um, they occupied the Malifeld on several occasions in 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 in, in the Hague. Uh, they stormed uh, the provincial uh, house in Groningen or or Friesland, Leeuwarden, I believe, uh, with their tractors. Um, and then they uh, announced uh, the Farmers' Defence Force, I believe, was the organizing party, and they announced that they would start a um, a, uh, a new political party. And until a week ago, I I didn't even consider them uh, to win a seat, but all of a sudden they got two seats in one of the polls, which was very surprising to me. And, uh, and mm. now they are projected to win one seat. So um, yeah, they are again a newcomer and um, uh, uh, a surprising one, in my Definitely. opinion. Definitely a big surprise. So, but well done to them for, uh, for yeah for, for managing to get a seat. Okay, I think we're done. I think we're done too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We will be back on Friday uh, with all the results. Uh, we expect them to come in um, somewhere during the night. If you can't wait, you can always go to dutchnews.nl. Of course, uh, we will cover everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be back on Friday with a regular podcast episode. Mm-hmm.